I invite you to stand as you are comfortable for our reading of the Gospel. From Luke chapter 21. Jesus said, There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life, and that day does not catch you unexpectedly, like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Jesus says, be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life, and that day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap. There's only a part of me that I, I know half of you won't get this, but I, every time I read this, I just imagine from Star Wars, it's a trap! No one? Three people. Thank you for the three people who got my reference. As we begin this season of Advent, looking towards Christmas and the celebration of Jesus' birth, our readings today come from a place of suffering, of heartbreak, of unknown and terrible circumstances. Not exactly the way I'd like to ring in our first Sunday of this season, a Sunday we mark with the Advent candle of hope. In our reading from Jeremiah, the people of God have just been exiled to Babylon. They've lost their homes, their worship space, their everything. In Thessalonica, the people of faith Paul and Timothy write to have been persecuted, arrested, and driven out of their communities. They face the constant onslaught of Greek and Roman faith practices. There is literally a giant statue of Zeus across the water from them that they wake up every morning to see. They are constantly finding themselves weary and tired as they try to grow this early church. In Luke, Jesus paints an apocalyptic picture, one that can be recognized in the time he shares as the same way we can recognize all of those things today. Jesus says, signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth, distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world. And in all of this, in each of our readings, the people of God still find hope. In Jeremiah, it is the hope of the one who is to come, of the righteous branch of David, the Messiah, who will bring righteousness and justice to an unjust world. For Paul and Timothy and the people of the church in Thessalonica, it's hope found in one another, 
It's the community they are building in spite of opposition, finding joy in seeing each other face to face, finding love for each other and for those around them, even if that love is not returned, finding strength in their hearts through prayer and joy, and for Jesus, for the disciples, for us in church today, it's the hope that even in the midst of turmoil, of disaster, the Son of Man will be coming again. And even surrounded by all the terribleness this world can create, redemption is drawing near. And so Jesus tells the disciples, tells us to be on guard so that our hearts don't get weighed down. So that our hearts don't get weighed down with dissipation or drunkenness, with all the ways we might try to numb ourselves from the despair in the world and in our lives. Because when we numb ourselves entirely, when we lose ourselves fully in overconsumption or addiction, we numb ourselves to hope as well. Jesus says to be on guard so that our hearts don't get weighed down by the worries of this life. Which sounds great. Our worries, our anxieties, our stressors do weigh us down. They hang on to us and can even make us sick. It sounds easy to say, oh, just don't let them weigh you down. But in fact, those worries that weigh down our hearts to the point of being unable to lift ourselves have been studied a lot. And in 1967, researchers Holmes and Rodney published the Social Readjustment Rating Scale, which is more commonly known as the Holmes-Rodney Scale. And what they found was a list of around 40 stressful life events that could predict higher likelihoods of illness. Now, the scale isn't applicable for every culture, and like any quiz you might take on Facebook, it is not a diagnosis or something to live your life by. But when Jesus tells us not to let the worries of life weigh down on our hearts, I think it's important for us to know just how much weight are we carrying. So I'm going to do something I rarely do in sermons. We're going interactive here. Are you ready? I know it's a Lutheran church, that's hard, but it's going to be great. And so I'm going to be passing out slips of paper, and we're going to take the quiz. We're going to do the scale together. Are you ready? Okay, you don't have to tell me your answers. You don't have to share it with anybody. There will be some math involved, so, you know, if you need a calculator, this is the one time where I'm not going to chain you for pulling out your phone in worship. If you need an extra pen, raise your hand. I've got them. Here you go. And while I'm passing these out, I want to hear about what are some ways that you find joy in your anxieties and in your worries. And you can just yell them out. So this is going to take half a second. Prayer. Prayer. Yes. Music. Grandchildren. For me, it's my daughter coming up to me and saying, potty, potty, potty. There's only one stress in my mind in that moment. There's nothing else, right? Walking the dog. Walking the dog. Getting outside. Maybe bundling up. Talking to a friend. Yes. What else? Meeting new people. Meeting new people. Eating. Eating, yes. All, I mean, there's a reason we eat so much during this holiday season, right? It helps us to sit with all our family members for a couple of hours. That first cup of coffee in the morning. Oh, the first cup of coffee in the morning. That is definitely an important one. A latte. A latte. 
18 points. A moderate loan or small mortgage, 17 points. Change in sleeping habits, 16 points. Change in number of family get-togethers, 15 points. Change in eating habits, 15 points. Did you take a vacation this year? That's 13 points. If you celebrated Christmas last year, 12 points. Minor violations of the law, like a speeding ticket, 11 points. And that wasn't even all of them on the list, but I think it's enough for today. So take a minute to total up your numbers. If you need to pull out a cell phone calculator or share that calculator with someone nearby, I won't judge. I'm not going to look at these slips. If you need to guard them with your little calculator so that way your neighbor or your spouse can't see next to you, that's okay too. All those stressful life events, some good, some bad. All those anxieties, all those worries of life weighing on our hearts, and now we have to do math in church. <laughs> that should be at least one, right? Doing math during pastor's sermon. According to the research, 150 points or less means a relatively low chance of stress-induced health problems. 150 to 300 points means a 50% increase in likelihood of stress-induced health issues in the next few years. More than 300 points, that goes up to 80% likelihood. That is a lot of worry to weigh on the heart. And whether your score was 12 or 400 or you didn't do this quiz at all, just take a minute here. As the first Sunday of Advent, as we light the Advent candle of hope, this is also the first Sunday of our new church year. So think back on these last 12 months. All those vacations, life changes, losses, all the parts of our lives that weigh on us. We've been doing a lot more meditation type stuff as part of our monthly worship Wednesday nights and even a silent meditation at our Thanksgiving service. And so regardless of how you feel about meditation, God gives us our lives, our breaths. So let's take a minute to be alert to that breath. Take a big, deep breath in. A cleansing breath as you start this new year, as you begin to look towards what the next 12 months hold, and breathe out the tension you might be holding in your body, in your mind, in your heart. Maybe breathe in the joy of seeing loved ones face to face. Breathe in the spirit of prayer from Paul's letter to Thessalonica. Breathe in the love of God for you and for the world and breathe out the turmoil, the tension, the stress of this year, or maybe just this season. Jesus says, be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength. Jesus says, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. And sometimes it's really hard to stand up and raise your head when you're weighed down by it all. The stress scale doesn't also bring into account world events, the stories of tragedy that seem to fill our new cycles. Sometimes our hearts are so heavy we seek to numb ourselves from the burden of that weight. Sometimes we choose to ignore it all, to pretend like everything is fine. 
For all the times we fail to be on guard or alert of our hearts, our minds, or even the needs of those around us, for every life event that leaves us feeling weary and tired, for all of this, we come to the season of Advent, to the season of waiting, to the season of hope. Because the one we wait for is Jesus, the righteous branch of David, bringing righteousness and justice to a broken world, the Son of Man with power and glory, shaking the world with a kingdom unlike any other, Jesus, whose birth we celebrate in just a few weeks, this Jesus who goes to the cross abounding in God's love for you, for me, and for the entire world, who dies and rises again to bring redemption for you, for me, and for the entire world, to lift the weights off our hearts, so that we can go into this season on guard for the ways we might avoid our calling as people of God's church, listening for our God and Father and our Lord Jesus instead to direct our way, so that we can begin this new church year alert of our lives, our breaths, our hearts, and ask that the Lord make us increase and abound in love for one another and for all, as we find healing and hope in the midst of turmoil and tragedy, so that we pray that we have the strength, that God might strengthen our hearts to carry the weights of our lives, to carry each other, and at this first Sunday of Advent, to be on guard, to be alert, to look forward to the new hope being born. Amen. Amen. Amen.